Welcome to the Event Tech Podcast, where we explore the ever-evolving world of event technology every week. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event management company on the cutting edge of trends. Now, let's talk tech. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Event Tech Podcast. That gentleman over there is the Juvenalian Will Curran juvenalian i i'm already right, i'm gonna ask for a definition but the man who's gonna explain that definition over there the man speaking right then and there is the peaceful brand kruger event technology consulting but wait <laughs> juvenalian so i'm like juvenile like is it like the adverb of juvenile no no so it's it's of or pertaining to the roman poet juvenal or his works or style <laughs> and then, then I you get lost into that real quick. Oh my gosh! Like, you have to look at the history of this guy. Ooh, wow! Oh yeah, man, juvenile. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna juvenile. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> uh, you know what? It, apparently, it's very satirical. So lots of satire. Uh, oh, so right. satirical accounts Satir- of mm. uh, of uh, Roman life. Apparently, interesting. Interesting. Well, <laughs> spe- well, speaking of satire, I think that our, our our topic today of eye contact into the camera is very important if you're going to get satire. Like, so uh, I think this is a great uh, a topic transition in right there. I don't know if that's true, but. There you go. That's my chance. My attempt at a transition. <laughs> uh, yeah, it mostly works. You know, we we were talking about you know various learnings that we've had. I hate that word. I just used it. Dang it. Um, the various things that we learned over the course of these last uh, few months, and um, started talking about things like camera camera positioning and eye contact, and we realized that there really was quite a bit to be said about that, ranging from the free. Uh, to the fairly expensive uh, and everything in between, as as AV and technology always tends to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I think like to, to preface it in a, a little bit of way, if we, you know, we all know the importance of how much better it is to look, have eye contact when we're doing meetings or we're in a video recording or something like that, right? Unless you're like you're 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 planning on trying to make it more conversational between like two people in person or something. Like that. There might be some opportunities to do that, right? Not to break the fourth wall, but I think for the most part, when you're presenting like eye contact. It, usually everyone's speaking directly to the audience. Uh, I think it's so important to do. And, you know, uh, Ellis, uh, our head of operations at Endless, is always talking about, like, how, like, making eye contact with the camera is, like, one of the simplest ways you can just increase engagement uh, from your audience 100%. And the worst, I think, and we've all seen this after 18 months of Zoom calls, is the person who's on the call who's on the iPad, where yes. the camera is all the way over on the left and they're so it makes it really makes them look like they're like staring off into space the whole time that they're they're on the call and and then of course you know we've seen the hundreds of you know it still just drives me nuts that 18 months into this thing we're still seeing the up the nose <laughs> camera shot uh the and, shot. but most often i notice it um i don't know about you will but most often i notice it, it when someone's presenting um oh, where they're they're just they're because they're looking at their notes or they're looking at their slides um they're not looking at the camera and so it's it really mm. does feel like they're just staring off into space instead of looking you in the eye mm. while they're presenting yeah i think uh you know that's the thing that feels really weird is that like you can't tell like i think that's the most annoying thing when they're not making eye contact is like is this person just reading off a bunch of notes like are they just reading a script you know especially when they can't they don't have the ability to like inflect and obviously build upon and vamp and things like that you just go like 
cool. You're reading off like text and can I just like, you know, I'm not, I'm going to tune you out. Like it definitely immediately disconnects from me. Like if you're really engaging and you're not making eye contact, I think you get a little bit of a pass, but like if you're doing reading notes, oh, pfft, game over. However, I think the things I will talk about is that there are scenarios where it's important to have notes or um, tools to be able to help you make eye contact while also having those things, but people might not be necessarily thinking about them. Yeah, and I think we can kind of start again with the free and, mm-hmm. and work our way up into the tools. And and this is one that I at first it kind of bothered me, but the more that I re, you know I've seen a couple of people do it, I realized I was like actually that's kind of respectful. So when someone did have to be looking at their notes or wanted to be focusing on their presentation or something like that, I've seen the presenter actually turn their camera off. So they're you know they hit share mm, on the presentation like an audio a Zoom only. call or something like that and they'll they'll share the presentation and then they'll turn their camera off and usually they'll preface it and say you don't need to be seeing me what's important is the slides just listen to what I'm you know that kind of thing mm. so it is an option and it, like at first I kind of bristled but then I kind of thought well that's better yeah than staring at the person staring off into space or something along those lines and it becomes more like a voiceover. You, lo- you don't lose like the rapport destroying basically of being like, why are you even on camera? You're not even doing a good job presenting, right? Like it does cause people to really listen in on the words and go clubhouse on you, you know? And, and that really is the question then. You know, you hit the nail on the head. There's you're, <laughs> why are you even on camera if, if we're mm-hmm. just staring at you, staring at something else? Totally. Um, and so I think that is an option. I think that's a fair option is do I really need to be on camera at this moment in time? That's a good one. I, I'll uh, then again free or I mean basically free unless you need don't have something that can do this. But getting your I think your camera or laptop up to getting it to eye level also helps dramatically, right? Like you can look at the camera all day, but if it's downward, that also is sometimes a little bit more awkward, makes it harder to do it because I think we tend to when we're thinking out loud and and, and Brant can see me right now. I'm like kind of thinking. I tend to look up in a way, you know. But if you can look up in a way towards the camera, it allows you to feel like you're getting eye contact a little bit more. But I think, you know, stacking your laptop under a bunch of books or under a crate or something like that. I think we talked about that in the camera episode where we talked about what best cameras to be used. Um, But I think that's a great way to then also make it a little bit easier to make eye contact with the camera. And I keep reminding people, you know, when I'm on a presenter, you know, speaker check call and we're going through all this stuff with folks, I keep reminding them it doesn't matter what it looks like to you. Right. All that matters is the little box that people mm-hmm. can see. So it doesn't matter if it's milk crates or mm-hmm. books or, you know, stacks of napkins or whatever that you can find to get that laptop up in the air. It doesn't matter how it looks to you other than if you like, a, you know, like your environment to be neat and clean and things like that, in which case there's different things going on. But as far as the, the audience is concerned, you know, do whatever you need to do to get that camera mm. up so that you're not getting that up the nose shot. And, uh, you know, if you're and, and then to get secondarily to that, to get if you are going to be looking at your slides or your presentation and stuff, that helps by then getting that up as well so that you're not looking down at mm-hmm. your slides. And mm-hmm. so you might even want consider along those same lines as if you're I'm, I'm thinking specifically about a laptop right where the mm-hmm. camera's you know dead other than that one stupid laptop that where they put the camera at the bottom yeah like um, dell Del xps like 2018 <laughs> laptop that had the laptop that was the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> did you know um, they made a laptop that had the webcam inside like a key on the keyboard too so it was like even worse it was even worse of a, like a lookup shot but it was clever correct. they were trying that to make the, the dumbest thing bezel. <laughs> That's the new dumbest thing that I've heard as far as camera <laughs> placement. Um, so, so thinking of a laptop where the camera's at the top, 
one of the easy things to help to do is just move your windows around so that mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're really, you know, you don't need your zoom window to be the full screen, you know, make mm -hmm. it as small as you're comfortable with so that you, as much as possible, your eyes barely have to dip down in order to be able to look at the screen. Um, doing so those true. things and same with your presentation, you know, run, rather than running it in full screen mode, eh, I guess if you're sharing it, that makes that difficult. But I was, I was thinking more along the lines of like presenter view and things like that, not running it in yeah. uh, so that you have to look down on the way at it. Well, I mean, that's such a good point about making the window smaller. Like, you know, you and I were hosts of event icons for so long. And I remember every event icons episode. What I did is I would make the window very, very as like a uh, small in height as possible. So it was as thin as possible. So it's close to the edge of the screen. And I would just drag it up. And if we had four guests, I would try to bring it. And sometimes I'd even like hide my video just so I could get them even closer to the camera and just try to central it as much as possible. Almost to the point where Zoom wouldn't let me go any smaller just so I could get my eye contact towards that. It worked so well. I mean, like, go back to you know yeah 2018 2017 event icons episodes and you can see my eye contact and i'm not using teleprompter i'm not using fancy cameras or anything like that you know which we'll, i'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later but yeah. it was free and it was so easy to do to create that uh level of eye contact for sure well um, I, I think an external camera is probably the next step but i want to make sure do you have anything else as I, far I do as got the... one one okay. more small um thing that i'm totally uh blanking on right now i hope to god it comes back to me in this episode somehow um but we were talking about like yeah th free things and kind of where to position them on the the camera um yeah it's gone i don't know where it is. so that, that that tip will be somewhere in there you it, go. This, this i'll probably it'll think be the about super the secret bonus tip <laughs> bonus that you tip have to listen all the way to the end in order to find <laughs> It, it's. I, I remember it being pretty good too. But we were talking about like a camera placement and uh, small windows and stuff. So I'm sure it'll, it'll come. Oh, here's the thing you were talking about. It doesn't matter about what it looks to you. Here's the bonus tip. Sorry, you're gonna get it right now. And, oh. and, that, and our engagement on this episode's gonna go down geez, dramatically. They had to go all the way through to the end. Um, because I'm gonna forget. <laughs> I should write it down right now. But the um, idea of what doesn't look like to you. Here's the one thing that most people don't think about when it comes to eye contact with cameras, is that it also doesn't matter that you have to actually look at the people you're talking to. So like, for example, when I did event icons and things like that, when I would be talking to cameras, I wasn't usually just looking at the guests and what their reactions were and things like that. That's nice to do, but really I focused on if I'm talking, look at the camera and, and look at it and it looks awkward because you're literally looking at a blank little black dot on your can on your screen. But, you know, I think that it doesn't matter what it looks like to you or how awkward it is to you. It matters how good you look in that camera shot. You know, it's a great point that that uh, I've slowly been training myself to do, you know, and that's and yeah, to look at that pinpoint of the camera instead of the people. Now, if it's mm -hmm. close enough, people can't tell the difference on the other end. Yeah. But just that extra tiny little bit of making sure you're staring right dead down the lens of the camera as you're talking, uh, as if you were on television or something along those lines, um, uh, does add that extra. It's, it's funny, as you mentioned that, I'm, I'm going back and rereading The Expanse. Uh, the books, the sci-fi books of the Expanse series that's on Amazon now, and it's going into their last season. And so I'll go back and reread the books. And one of the main, like, political, like, highly political characters, Avasarla, has a line where she talks about staring into the pinpoint of the camera in order to kind of like make it seem like she was staring into the soul of whoever it was <laughs> that she was talking about. So I just thought that was kind of a funny reference about you know that it really is something too, even across. The internet and through cameras and things like that, there is something about looking right into the camera lens that makes it feel like people are talking right to us. It's so deep. I got another bonus free one too is um, if you're making the window as small as possible and close to the top as possible, sometimes it gets a little big because it's also showing your preview like I was talking about. And I said how hiding your camera can also help make it even smaller. But also too, sometimes hiding your video also 
prevents you from being distracted by your own video. Like I noticed that you tend to look at yourself when you're talking, like um, as much as I love Brant right now, I'm actually looking at like myself probably more than I'm looking at Brant, let's be honest. And I think that's like the natural nature of like, I want to see what I look like. I want to you know do these things. So if you, before we go into these paid options, like sometimes hiding your video prevents your eye drift to drift towards what you look like and allows you to also, and then let's talk about being a better host and being better on camera, allows you to really focus on what that person looks like and kind of, you know, what they are. Cause like right now I'm, and I'm actually going to hide my video now. I'm saying, saying all these things. <laughs> I'm going to only look at Brant, but it's helpful because then I can pick up on cues with Brant and this is goes beyond just looking deeper into soul but being a better host is i can look at brant and see like is he about to say something is he agreeing it does it is his mind thinking you know and i can i can kind of play on that a little bit more so i feel yeah, like i might have a audience, better interviewer now that i hit an audio <laughs> yeah in an audio interview right you can't see what i'm doing and so if i you know frequently when i know will's riffing i'll step away i'll take two steps back from the microphone and just listen and he knows then when i step back up to the microphone and i get that you know my face two inches away I'm ready to come back in totally. and 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 have something to say, or I might even just inhale, just be like, you know, just something like that, just so mm-hmm. that, you know, the other person knows. And so, yeah, being able to focus on the other person is huge for sure. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I think I exhausted all my free options. Uh, yeah, we'll imagine there's a free bonus option at the end, though. So please stick around until the end, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So next, now we want to upgrade. We want to get that external camera. So we're talking, mm. you know, even just a low end, like a uh, low-ish end, like a Logitech uh, you know, C920 or 4K Logitech mm-hmm. or something along those lines. How is that going to help us uh, maintain eye contact? Well, you can separate the camera from the screen, right? So that's probably one of the, the – when we start to talk about these things is where it starts to become really helpful that you can separate it. And why is that important? You're like, well, I'm going to put it at the top of my monitor anyways. Like I have a standard webcam on this monitor um, that I use. But it, the option availability is a lot of these webcams have tripod mounts on the bottom of them. And that's not even talk about tripod. That costs $20, $30 more. Let's talk about just literally stacking up a bunch of books in front of your screen again and putting it in a better angle. So again, it doesn't matter what it looks like for you. But like if I want to make better eye contact with Brand, I might want to try to get the webcam like literally blo- almost blocking Brand's face. So I'm literally looking almost beyond the camera and over the camera towards Brant and I'm making contact right at that camera. So I think there's a a bunch of possibilities when you look at that to be able to separate the camera and get in a position where you can get it a little bit more eye level, a little bit, you know, right in the center of your presentation, right in the center of your notes and um, doing that. Or, you know, uh, for example, one of the things I do is I put my, my, my camera I use it's right on the edge of the monitor. So when I'm doing video conferences like that, I can drag the window as close as possible to that um, rather than putting it right in the top center where it looks a little awkward. And, and yeah, once you go into the realm of the tripod mount, lots of things become possible. <laughs> so uh, my rig previous to the one that I've got now, I actually had both my monitor and my camera on a swing arm. So when I wanted to have that, you know, look right down the barrel of the camera look, I would actually swing my monitor back and then swing my camera in front of the monitor so that I would actually be able to have it almost, you know, almost in the center of my monitor, um, which is kind of foreshadowing of something you're going to be bringing (laughs) up later. But, you know, just being able to get that tripod mount on there, you could put it on all kinds of swing arms. You could raise it up, lower it down easily. I had a sit-stand uh, desk setup, so I sometimes wanted the camera lower and sometimes wanted it higher. So moving up to that style of camera where there's uh, what are they called? Quarter twenty? <laughs> I always... Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Tri- <laughs> tripod, threaded uh, was... mount, camera mount. Yeah, I was I was saving cameras for my retirement and have had to jump those plans uh, <laughs> much more advanced than I would intended to. Um, 
you know, that, that, that gives you all kinds of possibilities for when you're on the road, you know, throw in those little pocket tripods in there mm-hmm. to get things up higher. If oh. you need to type on your laptop during, during an event mm. because you're helping monitor chat or something along those lines, that can get awkward if you've raised up your laptop uh, for the camera height. So having that separate camera, you can keep your laptop down mm-hmm. on the desk table and yet still be able to have that camera up at eye level uh, to be able to look through it. Let alone like uh, add on things like a less shake of the camera if it's separated and isolated. There's a um, what I use on my camera. Um, my rig is I actually have this arm. I think it was twenty thirty bucks on Amazon that clamps on the side of the desk and then creates a tripod. So you know as my desk goes up and down, it's not necessarily like a floating tripod that can get knocked over. It's like clamped to my actual desk, which I really like uh, as well. But yeah, that's I mean I mean we're talking. You know, if you already have an external webcam, which you might be already trying to move towards to make better eye contact, you're literally talking a twenty, thirty dollar tripod or desk mount or something like that, and boom, like, yeah, get that right in front of the camera. You're looking so good. I mean, that's that's basically what you and I did for so long. It wasn't really even until like these last two years that I really went to like a more advanced setup. And 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 when we get to the the really advanced stuff, I only started doing that this setup maybe the last couple of months, three four months. And I keep telling people, and you know, it's worth emphasizing. Obviously, we did the whole episode about how to upgrade your cameras and lighting and 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 all of that stuff. That these things you can cycle through this stuff. It's like you know, you, you do all the free stuff first, and then you know, you come back around and say, okay, how do I improve my audio? And mm-hmm. then you improve your audio a little bit, and then you go on to you know, lighting and then camera and all that kind. And you keep kind of circling around. You know, we weren't Will and I weren't born with all of this kit. You know, <laughs> we, we, we you know we've slowly been improving our studios over the course of years. Um, so you know, so you don't have to do all of it at once. So that's why moving up just that next step of you know getting that Logitech camera with uh, you know with a tripod mount on it is a nice next step for upgrading the camera. Totally, totally. Should we? Uh, should I mention the newer technology that's kind of like I think in between the the advanced one? Or uh, you let me know if there you think there's anything else that's in between the I think our our uh, end game kind of setup yeah, and <laughs> um, and uh, the the webcam. Should I, get, should I mention the Dell news? The yeah, news? yeah, bring yeah, that yeah. Up. So Dell this week uh, announced this really cool technology. I think this is brilliant because they're thinking about the fact that people don't make eye contact in cameras. And, you know, for example, Microsoft, I think we might have mentioned this past episodes, create a piece of software that fakes your ca- eyes looking at the lens, which, by the way, is an option too, is using technology that like, kind of like uses deep faking to make it look like you're making le- uh, eye contact. But I don't know if that's gotten much better since they released it. But Dell actually released a webcam. This is so cool. It's a magnetic webcam, and your entire monitor is also magnetic, like the screen itself. And the idea is that you can dock the, this camera on a little dock to charge and wirelessly and everything like that. But then when you're ready for a webcam, you take it off the wireless dock, magnetically attach it to the screen. So literally, like if I was talking to Brand on my screen, imagine he's right in the center, full screen. I can literally magnetically attach the camera right in the middle of Brand's face. Like block him, you know, whatever it has to do, but it makes it so I'm literally looking right at the camera and I think it's so cool. I think it's so brilliant, this idea, because like that literally solves this eye contact problem without us having to go to our end game setup. And, you know, oh, there's just so many options when it comes to it this. It looks really cool. It looks, it's, it's, it's remarkably small. Uh, you know, I would say it's at most the diameter of a like a toilet paper tube and mm-hmm. definitely not nearly that long like cuz that would be ridiculous it almost looked like it was like a <laughs> it would be roll like of a coins a roll of right. coins yeah. almost yeah yeah i started yeah i started to go like a roll of coins uh bigger than quarters but maybe 50 cent size <laughs> um <laughs> And it's uh, it's if it works, it'd be really cool. Yeah, because yeah. I, lo- I love that idea of just being able to put it wherever you need it. That's a little dangerous because it could be you know off in the corner again. <laughs> um, 
but it, it doesn't take up your whole camera. And like in my setup, there was an arm, you know, hanging in front of the, you know, in front of the, the monitor as well. So this would only be about, yeah, 50 cent size uh, blockage of your monitor, which you could easily just put, you know, right in the middle of the zoom window. Mm-hmm. And that would, that would work really great. If it, if it works, if it, it works. would be really cool. And I, I do, I do believe it is concept right now or, or either it's really early stage. So we'll see if it ends up working out. The smaller the camera gets, the better those cameras get, the better. Right. Um, I just thought of this and I, I have this like now futuristic thought of where this could go too, but I don't know if it's what good to put that at the end or I should talk about it. Save I think the it, future. Uh, yeah. Okay, say, all right. I'll, I'll, I got to tease them since I didn't tease them in the tease beginning. Something, so, Will. so remind me in the future when we talked about the camera being in the middle of the screen, like I okay. will, I'll remember what they talked about. And if not, then <laughs> <laughs> check it out me out on Twitter and I'll tell you then. <laughs> so for me, kind of the next setup, the next version up is okay. You've already gone to an external camera. Now you basically put a teleprompter in front of that. Mm-hmm. So you, that sounds you, you expensive, know, though. It it sounds expensive, but it's not that expensive because they make teleprompters that are that are meant to hold iPads. Mm-hmm. Um, so my rig, yes, my camera is kind of expensive, um, but mm-hmm. the actual teleprompter kit is less than two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. and is meant to hold an iPad. I had an old iPad lying around, and I'm using what's called Duet Display. There's some built-in oh, functionality nice. in macOS, but I found it a little sketch, like it would just drop the connection or start blinking. That's what get... I'm experiencing right now. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So I stopped using that. Duet Display is a third-party app, and it's been rock solid. It is never once... Now, as soon as I say that, of course, it's going to start <laughs> messing up. But it's been that kind of day. I was telling Will earlier, I had half my equipment just drop this morning. Um <laughs> But the Duet display has been solid. And so that's just that runs out of my Mac uh, into the iPad using just a standard uh, lightning cable. And it nice. acts as an external monitor. So I actually have it set to mirroring. So oh. I you know, bring up the Zoom call on my main monitor, get it all set and ready. And then I look up at my camera and I've got just a duplicate of my screen. So I can, you know, have everything nice and centered, and then I just know to just stare right down the middle of that screen uh, as a, as a teleprompter. So I'm not actually using it as a teleprompter, which I can and I have, but for most of the time, I'm using it as an external display on my monitor so that I can literally stare through the screen at the camera as I'm, as I'm talking mm-hmm. to folks. That's so cool. So that's a, a pretty similar. I'm pretty sure we might have the same uh, teleprompter set. It's made by a company called uh, a Cam, I think, Ecam or something like that. And it's called Glide Gear iPad. You know, well, it, I yep. googled best teleprompter for iPad, and this was the one that popped out. It was 200 bucks. Got shipped to me, you know, in two days on Amazon. Um, and yeah, using the iPad. And originally, I got it for a teleprompter, but then I started being like, man, I do so many more Zoom calls than I need ever teleprompting. And if I need teleprompting, I'll move my desk over to do a teleprompting video and. Um, it's worked out really well for, I've been using, so the Mac version of Duet Display is called Sidecar. I've been doing it wirelessly. It's, it's, you know, hit or miss in connection wise. It burns the battery really, really fast too, but I do extended display and I move it over. The only downside is everything's backwards because <laughs> it flips. It's a, basically the iPad mirrors up onto it. I tried finding a software that would mirror the whole iPad screen, but I couldn't find anything that could do that reliably and everything like that. But, um, yeah, I've been really, really happy with it. And um, yeah, whenever I'm doing my main presentations or I'm on a really serious video call, L8 goes on that that teleprompter and it, it makes it – honestly, it makes it a little bit easier to concentrate too because I have an old, super ultra-wide monitor. And before what it is, I just try to squit – I squished it as far to the left as possible and then I put the camera as far close to the edge of the screen as possible. And it meant that you know I really – 
you know, when I had, I had a lot of vertical space, I'd have to put people right. It was kind of weird. So the teleprompter is nice that you can literally just, yeah, full screen it over like you would as if you do, were doing a normal call and it, it all goes on there. And you literally, when you're staring at someone, they look, it looks like you're looking into their soul <laughs> to talk about the expanse piece too. Um, huge fan of the teleprompter setup and one thing I'm considering doing to upgrade a little bit is actually doing like they make little 10 inch HDMI monitors or whatever it is. And I'm thinking about replacing that with the iPad just so it's always constantly plugged in with power and connected via HDMI to my Mac mini. But, um, you know, that's a that's a want more than a need. <laughs> and I've, I've waffled on that as well, for sure. You know, just replacing that with a monitor. If you do, if you, what I do actually then is just plug it direct. So it's a lightning cable and i plug it directly into my mac so it's constantly charged that i haven't so, tried yet yeah, mine's just so like if it's going to be wired you know if you run an hdmi cable to a monitor it's going to be wired and actually you've got two wires then that's true um, but if you just use a lightning cable on your ipad direct into your mac um then it's only one so, i'm wondering if that helps with tip. the reliability of sidecar too because i haven't tried that i've been doing it wireless and then i've been doing the the just yeah the lightning's plugged into a usb brick uh, and, and similar to you though it I did think not that... when i in my in my usage just oh it so didn't you know, it did, it did oh, okay not, you know All right. i tried okay. it wired and wireless okay and it was good just enough Good to know, good to know. I, but I, I think the important part of this too is that I'm using an old iPad too. I don't know. I think this is like an iPad third, fourth generation. It runs totally fine because it's literally just running the screen wirelessly. It doesn't need a huge amount of processing power. And yeah, yeah it works really, really great. And one of the cool things about this too is that I mean, start talking about leveling up your presentation setup. You know, mine's attached to an arm on my desk, but imagine you put the teleprompter with the iPad wirelessly onto a tripod. Now you can go stand on the other side of the room. You put some wireless headphones in and get a good wireless mic. Now you can literally present without a laptop in front of you, just talking to a camera and a teleprompter. People will be like mind blown. They're like, well, how is he? It literally, he's like talking from his kitchen. He can, you can go talk from your living room. And like, now you have this portable setup to be able to, almost you treat your whole house or office into a whole studio and you know ipad 200 dollars thing tripod and a camera you can put the webcam inside the tri the teleprompter by the way you don't need fancy cameras like we have and boom like you literally have on, on the go broadcast setup Exactly. And, and and this, by the way, is not something new, like that we just discovered in the last 18 <laughs> years. There's entire methods of documentary film, you know, interviews where they do it this way, mm -hmm. where I, I, I forget the name of the director, but there's a certain kind of direct, uh, documentary director who does all of their interviews that way with a basically a giant teleprompter with their face on it. So they're not in the room. So it creates this uh, this strange disconnect uh, that that particular director really liked, where it's almost more intimate because there isn't anybody else in the room. And so the director's opinion was that they would open up more because uh, there's nobody there. So why not? Interesting. Interesting. And, and if you look at a lot of these like high-end camera kits that we talked about, I think in a little bit of our um, our like camera audio setups is that these like kind of go kits that a lot of like the really high-end stuff that 4K cameras broadcasting, they basically are designed to put a teleprompter behind, in front of all that stuff so you can do this same effect. So again, you know, we're not talking thousands of dollars here. You know, buy the iPad on the Black Friday sale for 150 bucks. get the $200 teleprompter thing, a tripod, put the $20 webcam inside of it, and boom, people are going to be mind-blown that you're making eye contact with them on the camera. All right, so anything else on the teleprompter front, or is it time for your super special future possibility oh, future, predictions? Future possibility. Let's go into future possibility. So I was thinking about this, and you know, there's a big trend happening in the mobile phone world as it relates to cameras being like in the center of screens and things like that. It's this idea of like under-screen cameras, right? And this isn't massively popular yet. I think the cameras I know is I think there's a uh, 
oh, there's some brand camera that's been doing it and did it really poorly. But then Samsung did it on their Fold 3, I think, as they put under display camera. And it's okay, you know, you get a little bit of weird effects. But here's the future. I bet you in the next five years, monitors will come out where they go, oh, yeah, we put the webcam in the middle of the screen. Boom. Done. And I mean, that's that's a huge advantage right there, right? Um, the only problem is unlike the Dell thing, you can't move it around. But I think under display technology will allow us to, to do, continue to have great eye contact on cameras too. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's no doubt that somebody's going to be is already cooking that up in a lab somewhere. Probably already tested it uh, full size screens, you know, in a Samsung lab somewhere. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just a question. I think of if people, you know, you could see that as being kind of an, a work at home appliance. You know mm-hmm. that that's you know that's just something you provide for your work at home employees, and you know that's an all in one monitor and it's all it's all good. Um, uh, my personal. Uh, you know, feelings on that kind of stuff is I like to have individual components because I like to swap things yeah, out. Like I, yeah, you know, yeah. if you'd buy that, then you can't upgrade the camera, you know, mm-hmm. or you then can't upgrade your monitor or something along those lines. But, you know, there's lots of stuff like that that's not right for me, but for the mm-hmm. average person who just wants to stick it on your desk and make it go, you know, it's going to be perfect for totally. them. Totally. Like maybe like Apple will be the first to do it one with the iMac or something like that, right? They're, they're trying to move towards bezel-less displays like crazy. So, you know, that's a potential future in that one. But maybe Apple will do it five years after uh, some Android or Windows device does it, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, that's, that, that was just a random prediction. I was like, wow, you know, if we had cameras on screen, but what about cameras inside the screen? So, yeah, that was it. But yeah, do we have any other thoughts as far as how to improve uh, eye contact? No, I think yeah, I think we've covered pretty much all of them. I, you know, I hopefully you walk away with some ideas from this episode. Um, you know, as far as the importance of it, it's something that I emphasize again in all of my presenter calls. How important it is to have those, uh, you know, have those look, you know, have folks looking right into the camera as they're delivering their presentations. A lot of this stuff is basic presentation one hundred and one that goes back to you know our in person events. You know, we've we've all seen those presenters that are so focused on their slides or their notes or something like that, that they're not making eye contact with the audience. And they're usually pretty boring um, and hard to sit through. So it's, um, you know, it's just, it's the kind of thing where just today I was watching a 27 minute presentation from an executive who was reading off his notes the whole time and barely looked at the camera the whole time. And Mm -hmm. so it was, it was an important message. It was a good message, but it was hard it was easy to kind of drift off and fade out because it wasn't very riveting or engaging. 100%. I don't think you can say it any better for sure. And we'd love to hear from you too out in the audience. If you, if you know of a way of better improving eye contact or tip or trick you want to share, shoot us an email, eventtechpodcast at helloendless.com. We'd love to hear from you for sure. And don't forget to hit us up on the socials. All the socials, Event Tech Podcast. We're, we're, I think Brian and I are mainly on LinkedIn these days, a little bit of Twitter um, too. So give us a shouts on there too, and we'll love to talk to you and chat with a little bit about eye contact. And we'd love to stare deeply into your eyes. <laughs> you know, the thing, the thing that we don't say, you know, every podcast says this, and I, I've intentionally been not saying it because every podcast does it. Um, but it's worth saying every now and then that if you like Event Tech Podcast, share it. Let other people know about it. Go on to those, uh, you know, go into the podcasts app, whether it's uh, your Google Podcasts app, or your Apple Podcasts app, or Pocket Cast, or something along those lines. And, you know, rate it, rate it, you know, tell us what 
what you like. Tell us what mm-hmm. you don't like. All of those kinds of good things. It does. It is helpful. It helps people find it. So, like I say, I try to avoid that just because every Windows. Be sure to get us on every podcast. Have a rate and review. Tell us what you're doing. You know, it's, it's like the 30 second disclaimer at the end of every uh, drug commercial that you have to have. <laughs> totally. So, if if you are liking it, please do take a moment to do that. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, Brent, it's been a pleasure, as always, getting to uh, make some eye contact with you and talk about technology (laughs) as he makes a weird face at me. Always a pleasure, Brent. Great to see you. You too. And we'll see you all next time on the Event Tech Podcast. Podcast out. Podcast out. I'm staring into your soul. Soul staring. Thanks again for listening to the Event Tech Podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventtechpodcast.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. Ask a follow-up question or let us know about some event tech we need to talk about. We'll see you next week on the Event Tech Podcast.